Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is The Susanna Gibbs Show. Today, I'm revisiting Joy Bollinger of the Bruce Wood Dance Company. She is the artistic director and choreographer I interviewed a few months ago. They're having their 13th anniversary performance and gala this weekend, and because I'm a huge fan of Bruce Wood Dance, I fangirled on her pretty hard last time, so I had more material than I could use, and so some of what you'll hear is new. Now, at the end of this, we're going to go to this new thing we're trying, which is our insurance tip of the week, which may be a tip, it may be a story or trick or something that we wish we would have known ahead of time. Just a little bit about Bruce Wood. Bruce Wood was a prolific choreographer until he passed away in his 50s, unfortunately, but the dance studio has kept going, preserving his legacy. Now, at the gala they're doing this weekend, it's going to be an all Lara Lubavitch program. Bruce trained under this choreographer, Lara Lubavitch, back in the 1980s, and he credits Lubavitch for a lot of his musicality and emotional style in his choreography. Now, Lara actually came in and choreographed two new pieces for the company, and just so you know, Lara is in his 80s. He came to dance late. He was a painter before that. He is quoted as saying, I realize I've been painting in space all this time, and the dancers have been the paint filling the entire canvas, which is words that I've been trying to figure out how to express what it's like to watch a Bruce Wood dance show. It is like watching a moving canvas set to music. Now, Lar trained with some of the greats, and I did not know these people, so I had to look them up, and I thought they were pretty interesting, so I'm going to tell you about them, too, so you can be all smart when next time you talk to somebody about dance. Martha Graham and Jose Lamon are two that he learned from I was not familiar with. So um, Martha Graham formed a dance company in 1926. That company is still performing. And she's considered an artistic force comparable to, and I'm just going to throw out some of these names, and maybe you've heard of them, right? Picasso, James Joyce, Stravinsky, Frank Lloyd Wright, Stanislavski. She created 181 ballets and a dance technique called the Graham Technique, which is often compared to ballet in its scope. So, you know, he trained with her. And the other guy was Jose Lamon. He formed his company in 1946, post-World War II. They're also still performing. Their home is in New York City. They're considered one of the world's greatest dance company. Lamon also has a technique named after him, and it emphasizes the, the rhythms of falling and recovering balance and the importance of good breathing to maintaining flow in a dance. Now, I noticed this when I watched one of the Bruce Wood dance um, shows. I could hear the dancers breathing in rhythm the same time. And so I asked Joy about this, and let's just start here. I hope you enjoy. Your dancers are amazing. They're amazing. Amazing. I grew up in dance. Dance recitals is absolutely nothing like going to to a Bruce Wood dance show, I was blown away. The first one was Renew. We sat up close to the stage. I could hear the dancers breathing. Do you guys teach the breath or is that was just, because we talk about breath all the time and theater and poetry and you guys talk about, all right, breathe here. We do. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, a Bruce thing. He, he used it in many dances, sometimes for the rhythm. There's a work uh, we might do next season where there's a silent section and it's all, there's no music, there's no sound is coordinated with breath. But even when there was music, he would use breath for the dancers to fully 
embody the action needed. And if you're releasing a certain type of breath or an accent, it's going to really unite the group in that feeling as a whole. And also, it's a it's a good check for each other. You know where that person is behind you and beside you when you can't see them, but you can feel them and hear their breathing in real time with you. It unifies the group and it creates that thing he would say the most important important person on stage is not any individual in the company. It's the whole. Mm -hmm. And I think he used breath for that reason as well. And so, and we still do. I've I've been hesitant in revisiting some of the things that I really loved in all these shows because I was like, well, people aren't going to be able to see it. Yeah. And so just talking about it, they're going to be like, well, yeah, I can't see it. So do you want to talk about some of the things that maybe would show up in the gala? Yeah. So the gala is the 13th anniversary performance and, um, and gala dinner. It's the All Lubavitch program. We spoke a little bit about that before, which is really exciting because Concerto 622, Bruce Danston, a new work by Lar Lubavitch to live piano on stage conversing with Brahms. And then we end it with Elemental Brubeck, which is his fun, jazzy, entertaining work to the music of jazz composer David Brubeck. And so was that in Renew? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you've seen that one and that's amazing closer, right? Just so fun. The dancers afterwards, they're like, yes, my legs are tired, but my cheeks hurt from smiling so hard during, um, during that work. So that show is going to be outstanding. And then we have our June show and then we're back at Moody in June to close out our season. What's your June show? Our June show is titled Grace, and I'm creating a new work for this show. It's going to be, it's titled And Heaven and Nature, and it's a look at all these patterns, fractals, tessellations, recursions, all these things you see in nature where there's a design, and and you study these things. And have you ever read about that? There's all these mathematical equations that repeat in nature. And, and certain things that, that shape our world. And there's a reason why, you know, we see clouds in that little wave pattern. And then we look and we see sand dunes in the same wave pattern. We see water doing that on top. Or the branching of a tree uh, is identical to the branching of the veins in our lungs. And so I've been uh, kind of studying some of this and uh, looking at really the architecture of the earth and taking some inspiration from that in designing a piece that really um, enjoys that beauty and kind of uh, glorifies that creation and and how we live uh, uh, right in the middle of all that and it just surrounds us. And uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a great piece. I just started working on it this week. Do you choreograph in your sleep? Do you I think- wake up and think? I think so. Sometimes I problem solve. The dancers try something. I say, okay, uh, we'll leave that. And I, and then I wake up the next day and I think I know what to do. <laughs> I know how to fix that. I know what's going to make that better. Um, how do you, how, how, when you decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to work to, I'm going to choreograph today. Yes. What is that? How do you do that? I spend a lot of time before I even start a dance, creating the overall structure and arc of the work. 
which piece of music introduces the work the way I want to introduce it? Where can I take that? Where do I find a more intimate and emotional place in the work? And where do I, where do I situate kind of the physical and emotional climax of the piece? So I create that structure way before there's any steps um, in the studio made. I often will have, oftentimes I'll have imagery in my mind where I might know the formation the dancers are in. I might know where on the stage they are and what type of movement they're doing and what visually I, I want that to feel like and look like, even though I'm not actually standing doing the steps right then. So I do a lot of kind of drawing and shaping the work in my head. Uh, and then once you get to the studio, you're, you're then in that neat place where your, your tool is these bodies, these living, breathing humans with feelings and hearts and emotions. And you're okay. Like, uh, how do I, you know, how do I articulate and, and share with you this imagery in my mind? And a lot of times I kind of tell them right now, I'm, I visualize this and the feeling of, you know, have you, have you ever watched uh, the other day? I said, have you ever watched like a snowflake melt? And it's like, it's melting slowly, but then little things kind of like break suddenly within that shape. And we were playing with this idea of, of their shape kind of softly melting with these little moments of, of action. And, and they go there with me. They'll, they'll try, they'll try anything. They'll try everything. And um, that's, that's the best part is when you're, you're having those ideas uh, come to fruition in the space in real time on bodies. And sometimes it's better than you imagined. And sometimes it's a horrible idea when you're in the space with real people. <laughs> you say, okay, all right. I forgot about, you know, gravity or things, you know, in your mind, you know, everything can happen. And, uh, and then it gets really exciting. That's awesome. Well, Joy, you have, you have made a liar out of me because I told you we'd probably be done in 30 to 45 <laughs> minutes and we're right at 55. So I'm going to respect your time, even though I would love to talk to you so much because I just, I'm such a fan. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention that maybe we didn't talk about? Yeah, I should just say in that June show as well, we have a new work being created on the company by guest choreographer Ben Needham Wood. He danced uh, for Bruce with the company in 2013 on his way to California to work with Smew and Ballet. And he's had an amazing career. He's um, going to do an outstanding new work titled Ghost. And then Bruce's Rhapsody in Blue is coming back to the stage. It's fun. It's flirty. It's gorgeous. And um, that's going to be the amazing closer of our season. So check it out. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time being here. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. It was a joy with joy. Yay. <laughs> Go to brucewooddance.org for show only tickets or gala experience tickets this Saturday, April 29th at 7 p.m. Now our insurance tip of the week. If your neighbor is persistent in parking in back of your driveway, you have two options. One, you can politely ask them to find a different piece of real estate to park on. Or two, you can hit them. Just hit them. They'll probably never park in back of your driveway again, though this does have some drawbacks. We recommend option one, which is smart and proactive, and not what we did.
Thank you so much for being here. Hope you enjoyed. Please connect with us at GibAgencyDallas.com. Tell us what you thought. We look forward to hearing from you.